This is Thomas DePolo. This is Max. This is Kevin Ham. Hey, this is Jake Cook. Hi, this is William Roy. You're listening to The Green Box. So we're picking up where we left off, working on our Fall of Delta Green scenario. Do we want to quickly recap kind of what we came up with? What we have so far is that we wanted to use some plot elements that we'd already developed for other scenarios but never used. So there is a aeroplane that goes missing with an experimental warhead aboard it, and you must track down this aircraft and the people who took it down and stole the warhead, and... You also are entitled, by playing the game, to an intro in which you play as the Warhead Thieves on an adventure in the 1950s in Indochina, trying to retrieve a lost nuke outside the Valley of Dien Bien Phu, during which you learn a lot of interesting facts about the perpetrators of the crime by playing as them, and then as the present-day Delta Green agents interviewing one of the survivors, who did not become a, a cultist or a wizard. Anyway, where we left off, we had come up with a few ideas about where this warhead was hidden, what the bad people were planning on doing with it, and some other stuff that could happen during the game. Because Fall of Delta Green has a sequence, just like regular old Delta Green, has a sequence of events that you pick out in order to build your scenario. Yeah, I think we got through like the first... We were working on this like operational skeleton... So we have a hook, which is the crash of the bomber plane, uh, or the transport plane, the plane, or whatever. Yeah. We have, I don't, I honestly remember the nuclear scientist being kidnapped. The nuclear scientist being kidnapped was one of the ways that the players could learn what was going on, because it's very obviously connected to the case. I can see that, yeah. That at some point during the adventure, this, this guy goes missing, and it becomes the agent's problem, because he's been taken by the agents of the conspiracy. Yeah, okay. And I thought of another another plot element that we could use, which is that this is like a super obvious thing to do, but the players can go and interact with the science team that designed this fucked up warhead. And the scientist will probably say like, it was a fun design, but it's not that, it, it doesn't, it's, it's not like practical because it's, it's a nuclear death laser in a can, but there's, there's no reason to have that. But they would like explain how it works, and that would give the players some kind of clue as to what they were, what what the, the the other side might be planning. I wonder if that fits. There's there's sections later on called the twist and the relief, and I wonder if that's. The I place think to put I that. think that 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 probably goes up above actually in like the floating clues section or something. Yeah, it could be a floating clue. Because basically, we've got we've got two types of framework to fill out. We've got a framework which is the sequence of events, and then we've got a framework which is the way that the mysteries and clues are structured. Yeah. So the next, so if we're going down the skeleton, the next thing that can happen is a stall, which is an optional piece where a line of inquiry can go cold. So the if, if right before that is the wake up where, where they find some of the crew and they find, you know, that the, some of the crew were tortured to unlock the weapon and some are kept alive, you know, maybe are missing. And one was clearly, you know, ran down in the road uh, in the desert by, with a limousine that was going to lead people towards towards our casino. We don't necessarily need a stall. The first reveal might be some sort of might be like the casino scene investigation. 
the if we wanted to stall, I suggest something like even as I as I think it, I don't like it, but let's throw it out there and see what happens. If they could, if they could, if they see a limo, they might investigate like limo companies. So that could just be a dead end where the line goes cold, and that from there that would lead them onto the casino. I just don't know if that's like to me like writing stuff that isn't helpful feels like the agents are going to find enough of that. But is there something? Is there something? Is there a way we could give them something at the limo investigation that is is worth it? Uh, probably that they learn. Oh yeah, the the they they go to like limo registry or whatever with the city, and the city's like, you realize that there's like at least a dozen of those cars that work exclusively for like the the hoodlums that control this town, and they're not registered. And because this is the '60s, nobody has cameras on the intersection to the yeah. same degree they do in the 2021. Oh, right, it's the '60s. Yeah, exactly. So you can't really just like go to a database and pull out a picture and enhance it, and then you've got the dude's license plate. I'll let that. Investing in the limo company, like the legit limo company, could be could just turn you on to it being a criminal enterprise. So that moves it forward, but it also it also does stall out that line of inquiry, which is the point of this, you know, this this scene, so to speak. All right. So the next one is the first reveal. So possibly as a result of the wake up, which is finding the missing crew, agents gain information leading them closer to the true or main opposition. Um, probably in this case, it's that they learn that the bomb is being kept in the casino vault. Yeah, yeah, I think this has to be a casino scene because looking at you know, well, without looking too far ahead, we don't want to dump cut this into too many distinct steps. You know, they've they found the crew, they found out that it's criminal enterprise, and now they're going to go. You know, there's a casino type investigation scene. Or I guess how do we how do we write it? Because I don't want to write, or at least I I'm assuming that the Fall Delta Green system doesn't want you to write an entire robust casino with, you know, 50 different rooms in 25 different ways. So we got to give it like a, a narrow focus, but there's a lot of ways agents could come at it. I think this is a case where you can just, you, you can just reference a media property for what the casino is like, because there's lots of films and shit about casinos from that time period. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking like, no matter what they do, no matter what they do, they're going to get a tap on their shoulder at some point And some manager is going to be like, you know, what are you goons doing here? Let's have a talk. So you're going to end up, you know, chatting with some, you know, middle manager, upper middle manager of the casino, you know, enterprise. You know, whether you've snuck in, whether you've gone in under the cover of gamblers, whether you've, you know, broken in, in a, uh, you know, in a laundry cart, you know, whatever, you're going to, it's going to get to the same point. It's the quantum casino manager. Quantum casino manager. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> the quantum pit boss. Oh, I figured out. I figured out why specifically these guys want a like like we said earlier the nuke in a can that focuses the beam into a directional pulse of energy. It's because um, they need to focus a huge amount of gamma rays on a single thing. I don't know why they would want to do that, but it might be like you know how in in the the run up this I was talking about like how in that other scenario those dudes wanted to hatch an egg by dropping a, a fuel air explosive on it. This might be a similar case where they're trying to open something by just bombarding it with energy. Yeah, minimum waste. You're not spilling it out into the rest of the environment. You're giving it to directly to whatever god there they need to give it to. All right. So what what kind of clues can they get, or are they going to get from you know? Because Fault of the Green is all about clues. I think. Um, <laughs> what, what kind of clues are they going to get from this casino scene? Well, you learn obviously you learn where the um the the device is. You probably get some information about who put it there, and you learn, you know, the crime family that controls this casino, and then you have an opportunity to go and chase after them and find out that they have been co-opted by some sinister outside party. Yeah, so are, are, do, we, do we want the casino to be 
like directly involved with 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 the gang of thieves, or is the gang of thieves just is it, is it just like a slightly symbiotic relationship? Like the the I, I'd say that the um, the monsters that control the casino are kind of being paid off, but are also terrified of the the dudes that stole the the warhead. That might feed into a good twist, which is after just a couple steps further down. I think that the twist is one of the, one of the twists is probably going to be that um, part of the hijacking operation was an inside job. I don't think that's a huge twist. I think the players are probably going to suspect that first thing because how the hell else did they know where and when this thing was being transported? And we give them that clue early anyway. Yeah, maybe that's not enough of a twist. I mean, if the casino mob, if the casino guys are terrified of the weapons thieves, the twist might be that the mob guys are willing to help the agents along. Uh, is that a twist or is that a leveraged clue? I mean, so, sorry, so I mean, a twist should be further investigation leads to an upending of the agent's assumptions and a switch in the chessboard. A common twist scene eliminates the red herring, while, while not a core clue itself, it helps clear the board for a true solution and often ends, adds in more bloody death. I imagine the average players are going to assume that the casino guys are, you know, at least, or at least partially in on it. They're obviously, hold, they're obviously hanging on to the stuff. So if it turns out that they're willing to help go against the, you know, the cultists, that would be potentially a twist that could also lead into more, more violence. So if we don't, if we don't do that, what other, so they, they, they figured out the, the weapons on the casino vault and the mob guys are terrified, you know, or at least scared of the weapon thieves. The blowback is the casino management and the mob goes after them and, or, and, or maybe the, you know, the, the, the bad guys get alerted. The players are onto them. We could twist it the other way that the bad guys could be, you doing this for all the right reasons. Like, if, they're, if they've stolen this weapon to, like, put his power somewhere, instead of feeding some, you know, horrifying dark god, they might be, like, closing the breach and, like, stealing it away forever. They're just going about it, you know, their own way. They may have to bring whatever the item is that they're trying to uh, zap with the beam to the vault. It may be that the reason they chose the vault is not because it's a good, it's a good secure location, but because it's a place that they can actually shoot off the the gamma gun and not like just annihilate the whole town. Yeah, I can see that too. That's an interesting idea. So then maybe your the way you leapfrog from the casino vault is it tells you where the next element they're bringing in is, and you have to intercept that. Yeah. They're not locking. In, they're not locking the vault to protect us from it. They're protecting it from us, or something. I don't know. It doesn't work as well. I, I see what you're going with there. Yeah, I mean, I, we all understand the, the general idea. It just doesn't really flow as as nice. So how do they? How do the agents find that out? If that's our twist, how do they? How do agents find out? One one of the things that they're going to be looking for at this point is the kidnapped atomic scientist. And so when they find the kidnapped atomic scientist, uh, first of all, this guy is they they kidnap this guy to make him like activate the secret. Uh, weapon, but also it's going to be like, yeah, they had me doing all these calculations, like, you know, what's the tensile strength of this amount of steel, you know, doped with this percentage of molybdenum and this percentage of chromium, and, you know, talking about, like, what density of lead osmium shielding you would need to apply to a casino vault in order to contain a gamma ray burst of this magnitude. Maybe he's in the vault. Um, I think that if we're keeping anyone in the vault, it should be one of the, it should be the one surviving crewman who got fucked up. But uh, I'm look, I'm I'm willing to to hear why we want to find the scientist in the vault. Well, I mean, where if it's not the vault, where are they going to find him? That's the question. Uh, the reason why I would I would put him somewhere else is just so that not everything's inside the casino, so that the players don't have to beat their head against this one thing. I think we should definitely we should definitely put someone in the vault, and it can be either of these characters, but we should also have one of them somewhere else. Or maybe not the vault. Maybe they're maybe they're keeping him in like a nice penthouse suite in case they need more more details from him. So he's like a prisoner, but you know he's 
you know, he's not like locked up there in chains, but he's like stuck up there. Yeah. So it's still the casino, but it's a, it's not the same. Oh, oh, and, and how about this? Piece. Because because he's a um a scientist, he like make can make like a device or something to send. That's the reveal. He sends like clues out because he he's a scientist, so he like takes the the mini fridge and uses it to make a radio transmitter or some shit using the freon coils. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a good. So the relief is agents gain unexpected aid, or information putting them back on the path to discovery. So that works. Yeah, that's smart. I was hoping, so the Luxor was built in like the 90s, which sucks. I was hoping to find an interesting, weird-looking casino, and then part of it could be there also needed like the, like if, if the Luxor was built back then, I was going to be like, well, they need this like, you know, pyramidal nexus above the vault to focus the other energies or something, but unfortunately, 1960s Vegas casinos are like Do you want to make them a casino, Kevin? Yeah, good. What theme do you like for a casino? I was trying to think of like interesting, like, um, like if... An interesting um, geometric shape that might be the other reason why they're using it. And like again, like the Luxor was a pyramid, or it's a, it's a pyramid. It's maybe like a tall spire, or you know, an eight-sided. You know, maybe you can see those like an eight-pointed star or something. And I'm trying to find something that's like evocative and interesting that nothing's hitting. And I don't just want to make the Luxor. I don't want to just use Luxor, but older. That's, that feels cheap. It could be a building that has like. Do you think maybe there's some kind of history to this structure itself? Like, yeah, it is that yeah. is that related to um, is is this is basically aside from the vault? Is the specific site important? Like, is this building? Because I I was reading a um, a short story collection called Disciples of Cthulhu, and most of the stories in it were kind of bad, but one of them at the end was cool because it had a description of the way that this guy built this fucked up house and how he put this weird mural in the basement of a giant city with an octopus living in it and then one day while he was walking in like the hills outside the 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 house he fell into this crevasse and it was like one of those really horrifying caving stories where they find the guy's body but they can't dislodge it from the cave because it's so narrow jesus yeah i mean so me like say you know so like Say half the reason is that they want a vault, but also when they fire this thing off in the vault, all the excess energy is going to get channeled up, and because this, the casino is set, you know, above the vault, the casino has, you know, you're gonna, you know it has eight points it, on it. It's all going to dissipate yeah, how, out. How, how about um, that? Whatever is going to hatch from this thing that they're shooting is going to go straight up. So they get a casino that's got like a big circular hole or like glass dome or something in the middle to go to go out of. Because that way we're not yeah. doing just like another pyramid. That way it's more like um, I don't know what's what's a good shape. It could be it could be like a coliseum, like a Roman themed casino, and oh, it's like a, a big a cheap sixties Roman themed casino would be would be awesome. All the yeah. servers have to wear like you know all like Caesar style olive leaf hats. Yeah, you know, and like all the girls have to wear like slutty togas, and it's just super over the top. Isn't a toga a man's garment? Yeah, but you're a sixties mob boss. Building. This is listen, side, listen, right? listen, listen, listen. This is if I'm a '60s mob. Actually, wait. Are '60s mob bosses in Vegas typically Jewish or Italian? God, I don't know. Because I'm pretty sure that Vegas, like the 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 city of, of mobsters, was founded by the chosen people and not by the uh, the Romans. So, like, as an example, right? There's a strip club up here near me. No, um, I know, I know what you're referencing, but I was gonna do a gag about how the you know the Italian mob boss would be like, "Hey, this is my culture. It's not a costume, and it's not okay." <laughs> So, uh, this is a good story, though. I'm not sure if I've ever told it. Go ahead. Uh, so, there's a strip club up here called Paradise, and the the theming is Key West, but it is clear that these Providence Italian mafiosos have never been south of Virginia. So, it's like, imagine you've heard the idea of Key West through, like, movies and television and, like, Miami Vice, 
but you, and then you put all your money into decorating it. So it's like cheap blue tile, neon palm trees. It's like just super tacky, but it, it all works together really well. It's just, you know, just bizarre. So to me, it's like this Roman theme casino needs to be really over the top, like tacky. Like, yeah, what, that's what, good. what would Roman be if you only ever heard about Romans from like, probably like, you know, you know what the name of the casino is? The name of the casino is Caligula. <laughs> or Caligula's Caligula's um something. I think I think it's Caligula's I, villa. Caligma balls. Yeah, I think it's I think it's it's the Caligula. Yes, the Caligula makes no <laughs> yes. sense. Yeah. It's the Caligula, yeah. Okay, that's good. Um I gotta write this down. Next. Well as far as interesting geometric shapes, I, I just thought geodesic domes are cool. Uh so so maybe like a uh um yeah, it's it's a shape. It's shaped like a coliseum. It's a big circle, but it's got a dome over the middle of the thing because it's two hundred thousand fucking degrees in Vegas, so they can't just have it open to the <laughs> yeah. sun. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's the final reveal. Players put together, you know, players put together the fact that why the casino is being used and where this thing's going to go, you know, and, and all the parts are already in place. They just have to, you know, have the last confrontation kind of thing. Do we want the f- so if the relief is um, them talking to the kidnapped atomic scientists? Uh, you know, like in the penthouse or whatever, he can give him a bunch of stuff. To me, that kind of rolls right into the reveal. I'm trying to think if it's a way to make this more like distinct, or if we even need to. Or I mean, I mean, this maybe this is just adding weight for no reason. But like the relief could be that agents get a note from someone saying, like whoever the, whoever gave him the mission, like find the scientist in the first place. The re- the relief could be like, hey, we heard from him. He made contact, and he's he's in the like, casino. You know, he's in the room four seven. I think that that the players should be able to find that information themselves if they have the right. Um, package of skills, and it should be given to them by the the handler if they don't if they don't get it because that 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 way there's like a reward for doing a good job, but also if you're stuck, it'll still help you. Yeah, so maybe the relief, um, like not not set piece, but the relief encounter or whatever we call it scene is them getting to the scientist, giving the information, and getting to the scientist either their own way or given to them. Oh, I actually know an obscure fact about um, Italian mobsters in Providence, Rhode Island. I believe that in the time period you're talking about, Rhode Island was ruled by the, um, the Patriarcha family. I know this because I, I did some research on who controlled the porn game in Rhode Island during the 1980s for a scenario. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so because we've got all this other stuff um, going on, I think one thing that we can do is we can go back to the intro and we can uh, kind of um, get a couple or three things uh, in more like that that point towards all these clues that we've established for the present yeah, day scenario. So, one thing that we can do is um, the bomber that got shot down, or sorry, that got shot, that 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 went down over. Um, uh, Denbenfu, it crashes in the jungle, and it like is pra- lands practically on top of this temple, right? And this temple has uh, it. We can just simplify the whole interaction. The temple had something in it that was trying to crack open its ancient doom prison with the nuclear warhead, but the warhead didn't go off because warheads are fail safe. They're a weapon that's designed to not, you know, yeah. to to not go off if you drop it. <laughs> so this creature fucked up. And the squad recovers the warhead, but some of them get killed. And then the thing inside the egg resurrects the guys who died and said, "Hey, I'm an I'm an egg filled with power. I like I like you, you I like your stuff, boy. But you gotta find something that can crack this egg open. Let me out." And he says that in like a, a way that's much cooler and less ridiculous than the way I just said it. But that that way, the past is is gonna point to the present. Yeah, and agreed. and. What we can do then is 
you know how I'm always complaining there's not enough stuff for the anthropologists to do and not enough stuff for the occultists to do? If you go back and you research, like, because at the beginning of the end you have the guy that tells you about the ruins and so on, that guy can then tell you, a, he just mentioned, like, you know, oh, it was a um, a guy with a star nose mole for a face. And then the, the, the occultists can go look that up and figure out more clues. Yeah, those would be good floating clues, I think. I'm gonna write. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna revise the intro. Well, I'm not gonna delete anything. I'm just gonna write in a new color of text because I think it's important to show the process here. I like that that detail about how it just didn't work because the monster just didn't know that about nuclear bombs. That's a that's a that's a yeah. Detail. All, all, so all the it... reason I like that is because that's not readily apparent to a player who's thinking about it from like the perspective of, you know, what's, why didn't it work? Why, what went wrong here? Why didn't it work? Yeah. When they figure out the scheme. And then the, the answer is, because the monster didn't know that nuclear bombs don't work that yeah. way. The monster didn't, all it saw was like, it basically just saw, the, yeah, the pow, literally the POW score of the warhead. And it was like, I gotta have that. That's That shit's gotta be mine. Let's grab the last, let's figure the last three things out, and then we can step back all the way back to the beginning. And we'll make a final pass for floating clues and consistency and stuff. Uh, so the next the next skeleton step is is the setup. Agents carry out necessary action before the confrontation can occur, and that is often player driven. So maybe all we have to do here is list a few things agents might be able might do to like get set up to go down to the you know get down to the vault and do whatever they got to do. Yeah. So uh, the the thing that needs to get hatched is whatever thing that the guys took from the temple. Yeah. Easy. So that that's an object that like that again the anthropology element can help there because then you know what you're looking for. It might be fun if it's, um, I don't know if, if Vegas is like this, but I imagine it's a place that has lots of, like, those those weird museums where you have, like, Bonnie and Clyde's death car and stuff. Probably. I think it's safe to assume. So, so it just, they just have this, this, it, it, the item is, like, stored, is hidden in plain sight in just, like, this gallery full of just shit. Like, here's, you know, uh, Liberty Valance's severed dick. Here's... You know, the Unabomber's cabin that people like to fuck in. Yeah... Well, that's anachronistic for this setting. It would have to be um, <laughs> Charles. It have to be Charles Women's Cabin. There we go. That's a a a, a poll for those of you who aren't familiar with the, the Clock Tower Sniper. But that that's just a possibility. It, it's it's a little stupid, but I like it because it's a way to make the anthropology character useful, and it's also a fun setting to explore. And then you can have a shootout in it or something. Stupid is good because stupid is memorable. Yeah. Are the players able to get to the thing, the egg first, or is the confrontation going to be? Like a, a a fight in the in the vault of the Coliseum. That's a good question because the fail state the fail state is is that they use the nuke to open the the egg up. But one thing that you could do is the fire having a gunfight around it is a bad idea because you're like putting energy into it. So then it starts to like manifest like buff guys or something. And you know I, I like the vault, but I like the idea of having to force them having having them have to do it in the Coliseum seems much more interesting. Oh, you mean like take the um, like take it up upstairs? to the ground floor? Yeah, like, okay. Like, because th- then, because then your final fight is literally in this 1960s era. I like that. Fake I like. Coliseum. I like. I like yeah. that it's it's one of those gunfights like in um, Way of the Gun, where the objective is in the middle, but no one can run out and get it because it's completely exposed. So you yeah. have to like move around the edges of the arena and do like all kinds of oh and antics. There's, there's these really ghetto like fake chariots that that the like, Caligula like show riders ride around in. So oh, yeah. one of the ways the other fast is to like take one of these chariots and ride out there. Is it is it like the um, the Fallout New Vegas concept art chariots or the Van Buren concept art chariots where it's like a golf cart motor attached to like a cart that's being pulled behind it? <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> 
I was thinking more just like you know the you know it how doesn't in, have to be that stupid. You know how in in Ben Hur you can like when the chariots go past the camera you can see like the uh, the tanks for the like the not propane but whatever they were using for the chariots. <laughs> I'm thinking like something even yeah. a little janker than that. We're like that's a clean burning chariot. I tell you what. <laughs> yeah, right. I just I so because I don't I don't want this just to be a firefight. I want there to be interesting things players interact with. So if if the idea is like some of them can like get because I imagine like what the casino does like like once a night or whatever is like they do this like big like like um like a gladiator uh, fight like a big like stunt show. So there's like zip lines and chariots and like they probably have like an stuff. alligator and shit that comes out. Yeah, and just all sorts of super shit. So you can have like yeah animals, yeah all sorts of stuff. So, like, when they're trying to do the sacrifice, you release all the alligators into the hole? Yeah, because, like, dur- during the day, because they're trying to make it family-friendly, they do, like, like an animal show. Yeah. Where it's, like, totally, like, check out Biffy the alligator. But, you know, he just sits backstage at night, you know? So so maybe the setup is players have a chance to scope out the Coliseum and can, like, make some plans ahead of time. It might. So, in that case, um, the... If we're not going to give, like, the opportunity to steal the special item because we want the confrontation to happen in the pit, where should the special item be kept? Because this feels like like a a weird thing. This feels like a case of if the players do everything right, they're going to be robbed of the most fun encounter. Yeah, then I think the the, the thing disappears at the Coliseum during the last bit. It was, you know, the bad guys had it. We don't give players a chance to interact with the bad guys that much. All right, that feels. I, I I think I think that's a good fallback. But is there a more organic way we can do it than just it exists outside the game world until the moment is right? Like, yeah. is maybe is maybe is there a, is there a way? If that's the way you want to play it, is there a way we can like explain that diegetically, like why you couldn't get to it until the time was right? Can I come at this from a different angle? Go ahead. So if I'm a player in this scenario and I hear that the big bad nuke thing is being kept in a casino i'm thinking oh it's in the vault we're gonna do oceans 11 we're gonna do, we're gonna rob the casino vault so they go through all the motions of rob the casino vault they get in and the nuke's not there so what's there instead so we can clearly go like psych but also can still fail forward still still allow them to progress to that final confrontation and give them some kind of an edge they wouldn't have had otherwise it's a good question maybe they need something to like maybe their prolonged exposure to it has been kind of crazy and they need a they have they've designed a way to like mask its power until they're ready, like a Faraday cage for the egg or something. Someone so so but but someone someone who's who's been made crazy. Maybe they because we we mentioned earlier they were keep they might be keeping the one surviving pilot in the vault, and he might be a wealth of information on what's happening around you because oh yeah because the god and the egg is yeah. constantly talking to him. Yeah, yeah right. the, the one surviving him. pilot is in the vault instead of the nuke, and he is the the final exposition dump before the confrontation. And the act, the actual nuke is just like they keep it in a closet under an HVAC unit because it just looks like a piece of junk. Yeah, only a trained atomic scientist would know what it is. So, so that's the final reveal. The final reveal is agents get into the vault, and the guy tells them what's going on, and then they have to race up to the Coliseum to stop it. So then the setup is the you know the the gunfighter on the Coliseum. That's really good. I really like that. And you can, um, it should be possible to go after the, um, the guy who's got the, so, so how about this? The, the object, the object that needs to be hatched by the thing is carried by one of the, the cultists. And the cultists, because they've already got the, de- the demonstrated ability to resurrect, you can't actually kill them. But so that the player's effort chasing these guys around and blasting them isn't completely wasted, you for sure do like, like, like they have they lose stat points or whatever every time they get resurrected. So when you when you if you chew them up before that, they come back and they're all fucked up, and 
the final fight's still easier because even though you didn't get rid of them, you still did something. So it's not a total waste of time. It's not a total cop out. Yeah, and I was also thinking the better the agents have done up to this point, the more time they have to prep in the Coliseum. So if they've done really like poorly, they just have to basically run up the stairs and you know the egg and the nuke are sitting there and they get they got to fight for it. Um, whereas if they if they you know follow the right clues, you know they do a good job. Follow the clues, don't get into superfluous firefights. You know are doing well. And maybe the guys like maybe the aides and pilot is like they're gonna they're gonna pull the trigger in like an hour. You got you know you have forty five minutes to you know set up a sniper perch. You know whatever, calling for backup, whatever you need to do. Is that feels like a way to reward players for like playing well without just giving them the the win? I think so, some of that some of that stuff needs to go into the relief for the like scientist in the penthouse needs to give them some stuff, and then the pilot needs to give them the other stuff. Or do we or do we have do we have one too many like clue givers? No, that's here? fine. You can have you can have a lot of stuff in one of these areas because yeah. having more stuff for the players to find is good. Um, but in that case, this I think the scientist should give less information because right now we haven't given the whole plot, and instead yeah. he, should, he should just be like, they wanted me to focus the beam on something. Yeah. Okay. I, I like that. Maybe if we're going to tie it to a time, maybe the, the scientist says that the, they had him run like astrological calculations. Oh, yeah, to make sure the stars are right. That also gives players a chance, and the handlers to be like, all right, well, you know it's going to happen at midnight, or whatever. So it gives you like a, a time pressure. So I think the rest of this you know, kind of kind of writes itself. The confrontation is obviously, you know, the, the, the battle in the Coliseum, and then the cover-up is just however the players want to... That's up to the players. How do they want to cover it up? So I think we have all the steps in there. Do I know you went to the you went back to the beginning earlier. Um, is there anything else we need to add? Are you anything else we need to front load? Uh, we didn't figure out what. Um, what are they the, releasing? The, the, no, sorry, go ahead. No, sorry, I thought you were gonna say we didn't figure out what they're what they're actually gonna release. Like if they, oh, if that they doesn't matter. What like comes out of the egg. Just just pick your pick your favorite or make up your own mythos creature. The only thing that matters is um like what special powers it has before it hatches because I feel like if it hatches you just fucked. So the main thing is like what does it do before that point, and um that should be tied into how it took down the original bomber, or maybe it didn't take down the original bomber. Maybe it just guided the hands of the Viet Minh. Uh, AA gunners, like it just uh, said. Hey, sounds like a shard of Narlathotep, but I hate oh, that idea. God damn it! <laughs> I know, but I mean, I hate it. Well, but- so Kevin, um, you're in, you're, you're in for a, a, a nasty surprise because I'm pretty sure that um, Anka, which is the one that li- that canonically lives in um, Indochina, is a, an avatar of of the the black man. Yeah, well, I mean, they it taught the Viet Minh how to shoot things, you know, it started right. with obsidian yeah. tools. Now it told them how, taught them how to, you know, triangulate yeah. anti anti aircraft fire and took down the plane. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't need to load this thing up with too many special things going on. Although um, I think that Jake was right earlier that we have a scenario that is pretty heavy on more mundane elements. So, what special powers should the cultists have? I do like the idea of of you. The cultists are small in number, but the power is to get resurrected. So the idea is like players could run into them early and beat them up or kill them and be like, "Oh, that was easy." And then the same two cultists show up in the next like confrontation. The players are like, "Well, that's that's not right. That's not good." Yeah, and um, we you know just for fun, we can include some minor details like here's some here's a few. Th- this, this we're not actually going to write this out, but you could put in a couple things that change depending on which characters died and which characters lived in yeah. the opening scenario. That's also. I mean, that could also be. Maybe that's why the mob guys are so terrified. Maybe like when the guy, when the bad guys came to the casino, the mob guys just took him out back and whacked him because they were being, you know, insolent, you know, upstart, you know, scum. And then the same yeah. two guys came into the door and they were like, "So you want to work with us?" You know? Oh my god! 
Yeah, they should have other powers besides just resurrecting, though. Because that's a good start. Well, if their powers they can resurrect, how long have they been doing this? Um, only about ten years. Oh man, what if what if they were the pilots and they didn't like they just knew where they were and they just augured the oh, plane into the oh, ground? Oh, they just crashed the plane. Yeah, they're like, here we go, crash because they know that's, they can't get resurrected. That's cool because then because then it's like you find um you find the corpses of two of the guys on the mission and that's why you go talk to the survivor of the mission. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So so their master plan was crashing the plane with no survivors. And then and maybe the maybe yeah. the pilot maybe the guy they find in the vault has realized that this is finite and he's like he realized that he's like one away from never coming back again and he's it's like that's why he's not he doesn't want to do it anymore. Oh, I thought the guy in the no the my my thing was that the guy in the vault was on the level. He was just one of the bomber crew or whatever that that survived the crash somehow. Yeah, yeah, you could, you could do that. But but your your thing would also work, but it wouldn't explain why they were keeping him in there. Yeah, that's true. Unless, unless they didn't know he was just hiding out there. Then why would he just leave? Yeah, it'll keep it the way it is. Yeah. So, but but um, we do need to add that the the two dead bomber pilots are. We need. To, we, need we would have to. I mean, I don't want to do it now, but we would have to come up with like two or three NPCs, and this have they'd be the ones that show up for everything. You know, it'd be the guys that get played in the beginning. It'd be the bomber pilots. It'd be the yeah. You know, so guys who rough. We up have the like casino. five five or six pregens, and basically something in the intro will kill the player characters until there's only like one or two guys remaining and then we'll leave them alone and they'll accomplish the mission yeah and then the dead people are the ones that become the uh the the, the villains so yeah that's good so i mean that's a pretty solid outline of a scenario i feel like i could actually run this like not like the main thing would be generating the clues because that's something that you have to do in gumshoe is you have to uh yeah like if someone says I want to use prostate examination on this rock, you got to be like, "Fuck, okay." Well, in one point spend, um, you tickle the rock and it spews out a mass spectrometry analysis of the nuclear warhead. Yeah, I would. I mean, I mean, I would run this in Delta Green. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I don't have to do that. Well, the thing is, is that um, there are certain elements of like the games that are different. But I feel like if you're designing scenarios well, then one something that'll work in one will also work in the other. The main thing that I do like about Gumshoe is that it kind of empowers you to push through a situation where you would normally just fail. Like, there's not a case where it's like, well, you you had fifty percent, you rolled a fifty-one, so back to the drawing board kiddo it's like no i'm gonna spend i'm gonna spend the general ability points i'm gonna spend a, a investigative ability point i'm gonna get the thing i'm gonna take this approach that i want and force it to succeed through expending a resource so it, it changes the way that you design um these mysteries yeah i mean i don't what we've written is kind of a system agnostic one if you were gonna finalize this you would make some npc stats pre-gens based on whatever system you're using. If it's Gumshoe, you could add in some clue details. If it's Delta Green, you might add in some other stats or some tests. You know, places where tests might come in handy. But otherwise, you know, the plot's all there. So I, I don't mind this uh, methodology of creating scenarios. I don't think it's any better or worse than the back of the handless guy, but it's, it's a different avenue. So like, my suggestion might be, well, my suggestion is if you're trying one way and you run to a, a cliff, you know, maybe try looking at the scenario from the other way and see if it shakes something loose. You know, Fall Delta Green's framework has a much more, it forces you to much more clear think out how A leads into B leads into C, whereas the back of the handles got the Delta Green, you know, creation stuff that we've looked at is more like, what are the motivations here? What is the bag of trying to accomplish? You know, how does that fit in? It's more simulationist, isn't it? Yeah. It's British first man's inhumanity to man. I like this. I think this is good. Yeah, it's solid. Yeah, I like it. Any other thoughts on putting it together or? 
Did we learn anything? I I um I might do um like a real version of this. Like probably not building out all the like you know here's what you get with a one point spend. Here's the stat block because I really I really do not like um giving NPCs like pools of expendable points in systems like this. I think that the approach of just um. This guy's this guy sucks so that he just rolls everything at base. This guy's okay so he gets a plus one to his his general abilities. This guy's really good so he gets two is better. And you save the point system for just the really top tier guys because then they'll be like, I'm gonna spend you know five points of is tailing an investigative or a a, a general? I don't remember. Anyway, but they they the idea that that the NPC can spend resources to kick your ass and to, and to counter your spend is nice if you only have to do it for like one or two guys. I think that's the intent, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. If I was going to write, I would straight up just write out, rather than, you know, here's the pool, good luck, handler, figuring out when to spend points on what. I would just write out, you know, if Joe McBadguy thinks he's being tailed, he make he spends four points from his pool on, on stealth. Yeah, that's good because it's... I, I like Pathfinder-style, like, tactics explanations for NPCs. Because an NPC that has like five or six different abilities is already a lot, and one that's actually built like a proper character is going to have way too many. I would actually, now that I say it, I would actually go one step more abstract. Rather than saying he spends four points, I would say the difficulty is four higher. Yeah. And just make it a straight roll, because why Why wouldn't it be? A lot of Gumshoe NPCs have modifiers like that. Like It's called the alertness modifier, where yeah. if you're trying to sneak up on them, the difficulty goes up by X amount. Or conversely, they have a stealth modifier, where if they're trying to sneak up on you, uh, the difficulty goes up by X amount to detect them. That's good. I definitely do think that that is the way to do it, rather than having having NPCs following the same rules as players. Yeah, that's good. See any uh, parting shots on on bada bing bada boom? Yeah, this was f- this was fun. Good job, guys. Yeah, we ended up with something real cool. I love that title. I'm feeling more positive about Fall Delta Green now. The main thing that still annoys me about it is the character creation, and that's why I would hesitate to run this in FODG because it would mean that I had to like essentially you had to teach people how to do character creation, right? Yeah, which means I'd have to cut out huge sections of the books to send them because this game doesn't have any pregens. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way about Fall Delta Green, but so like that was good. That, that was good generic scenario building advice, and I would definitely run this in yeah DG and have a good time with it. I think it's interesting how when we did the exercise from the handler's guide, how that scenario was advice was more written like an unfolding mystery, and this is more written in with narrative beats in mind. And I almost wonder if if there's like a combination of these two philosophies somewhere because that would be probably the ideal. That would be the master scenario writing idea concept is to figure out how the mystery unfolds and then narratively figure out how all the beats go together. And then, you know, submission them. But I mean, even in the in this version, we still got to the unfolding mystery. We just kind of came at it from behind, which honestly is how most of my Delta Green scenarios work anyway. Well, that's good. I mean, I don't think there's really any reason to keep the handler in the dark about what the mystery of the scenario is. That, that actually bothers me about a lot of uh, investigative modules for a lot of systems. Such as the other one that you guys designed by committee... What was that? Hmm. I just don't remember anything I've recorded for the show, so I mean that your your jokes wasted on me. It was it was it was a slam bake clam dance. Yeah, well that that's never seen the light of day. <laughs>